Please be seated. So as you noticed, I'm not Julia. <laughs> uh, my name is Gigi Connor. I am, uh, some people call it supply clergy. I think now some of us are calling ourselves freelance. Um, I moved here from Florida uh, just two years ago next month. Uh, bought a duplex with my daughter. She has one side, I have the other. We're on Magazine and Felicity. Uh, as we're moving in, I, I said to her, my side doesn't have a kitchen. And she said, that's because you don't cook, Mom. <laughs> and that would be true. I'll have to tell you, I love New Orleans, so I'm, I'm in, Rouse, uh, not Rouse's, but um, Bromart shopping. And this man comes by, and we're standing in front of the food section. And um, he said, boy, it's really confusing. I said, yeah, yeah, it is, you know, if you can't find what you want. And he says, well, I always get frozen food and microwave it. And I said, I do too. And he said, what? You're a woman, and you don't cook? I said, yeah, that's right. And he says, well, I'm looking for a woman who cooks. And off he went. I didn't know he was shopping. <laughs> So today, <laughs> our gospel focuses on Jesus and what we call the Beatitudes. Now, Beatitude, according to the dictionary, means a state of uh, utmost bliss. I found that a synonym for Beatitude is felicity, which is a bit ironic since I moved from Florida and I live on Felicity Street. And there are four nuns who live next to me in Felicity House, so we should all be living in a state of utmost bliss. <laughs> New Orleans and potholes? Not so sure about that utmost bliss. So Jesus, who always turning things around, going against whatever the norms seem to be, pronounced beatitudes on those he called poor in spirit, who mourned, who considered themselves to be meek, who hungered for righteousness, who were merciful, and peacemakers. And I think this may have been a shock to the disciples hearing those blessings because they lived under the Roman rule where the rich and pompous and powerful would have considered themselves to be the blessed. You know, there's always a truth to be found in Scripture, and through reading and asking questions and thinking, talking to others, we often come to a different truth than what we first thought. Jesus said, blessed are you, and gave that long list. We might have said, yeah, to some, but others might cause us to wonder, how could that experience be blessed? Sometimes in life we want certainties in everything, and we look to Scripture as the final say, the word for word, literally deciding what was written down is so forever. But I think perhaps in today's gospel, Jesus was acknowledging that out of suffering may come a blessing, or that suffering can lead to a place of deeper understanding about one's life and purpose. It seems to me he was trying to get people to think about their lives, their experiences, and always in relationship to God and to others. And it is true that sometimes we learn a profound truth when we have come through some hard or terrible ordeal. 
a truth that often leads us to realize that God has been with us, has carried us and strengthened us and loved us, even though we may not have recognized it at the time. So this week I've been thinking about the Beatitudes and the blessings and about life. Uh, there's an artist who lives off of Jackson right down from me, Simone. He had a fabulous sign-up this uh, past week. Life is a series of Fat Tuesdays and Ash Wednesdays. Now, isn't that true? Isn't that true? Life is a series of Fat Tuesdays and Ash Wednesdays. So what we learn from our suffering or struggles that we face here are, I want to say, a few beatitudes that could apply to our times based on what has been in the news. Now, years ago, several religious leaders from different faiths wrote an open letter to Congress about the care of the poor, saying, as a country founded on religious freedom and equality, we must remember what the faiths actually call us to do for people in need, and the task is to legislate it so that it can become a reality, not just in word, but in actions. Here would be the beatitude for those people. Blessed are those who struggle for the rights of the voiceless, the homeless, and the disenfranchised because they understand that the love of God is spoken through many different religions and voices. Currently, we see in the news there are protesters, brave protesters in Iran and Afghanistan and other parts of the world where people live in deep oppression and fear. A beatitude for them might be Blessed are those who are willing to put their own lives on the line and protest against corrupt governments in order to bring about better living conditions, equality, education, and freedom for the people of their country. And there are people who have served in the military in this country who have either suffered wounds from weapons or their souls have suffered because they inflicted pain upon someone else and that memory weighs heavy upon them. Blessed are those who care for the wounded, who help to bring people back to a place of wholeness. So the Beatitudes, the blessings, are not confined to one page in Scripture forever. The situations in life keep changing. The world keeps changing. We keep changing. In today's gospel, Jesus is not saying, here's the manual, here's the DIY, do-it-yourself book for making yourself a happy, fortunate person. He's not saying what we might be inclined to think, that those who are blessed are people who have tons of money and lots of power, determination to succeed, and because of that, only because of that, they are loved. He is saying the opposite. Those who are blessed might not even be seen by others who encounter them, might not be appreciated for the work they do, might not be held in high esteem because they don't go around patting themselves on the back all the time, or they might be struggling because they have no place to live, which is one of the first things a person needs in order to be on a journey to wholeness. Jake Owensby, the Bishop of Western Louisiana, wrote about blessings in his weekly blog by comparing a blessing to what we might hope for in life. 
He said, life can be a ceaseless striving to be something we aren't yet. The problem is that you never really arrive so long as you believe that being lovable is something to strive for and achieve. I had to really think about that sentence. We never really arrive as long as we believe that being lovable is what I'm striving for, other people's approval that I'm okay. He says, even when you're a billionaire, there's somebody with a few billion more. You can't be everybody's favorite president or always draw the biggest crowds, and eventually you'll be out of office anyway. All sports records get surpassed, and even the most popular television shows are at the mercy of the current season's ratings. He goes on to say, if you spend your life trying to ensure your significance and assure yourself of your own worth through your accomplishments, the feeling of self-worth will always elude you. That's a lot to meditate on. So I want to say I believe that the flip side of looking at what might be Beatitudes, blessings, places of ultimate bliss, is really wondering about ourselves if we're doing okay in life, if we've gotten beyond some of our own struggles, if we've learned from some bad experiences, because when we are in that place, perhaps we can then focus on what we can do, not just to offer, but to be that blessing to someone who is yearning to be whole, to be recognized, to feel that they matter, that their life matters to others. Each and every day that we awake is a new day that presents an opportunity for us to reach out to another person to offer support or give words of comfort. You know, there are many people who go around looking okay on the outside, but they are terribly wounded on the inside by experiences or other people. And we have the power within us to try to bring about healing and wholeness. Each day, a new day for us and others. Each day, an opportunity to bless another person. I love our baptismal prayer. For those the newly baptized, we say, uh, give them an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and to love God and see the gift of joy and wonder in all God's works. And at the same time, in that service, we make vows, promises for ourselves or our children to respect the dignity of every human being, to strive for peace and justice. So in living this way, whenever possible, we cannot help but be blessed ourselves and at the same time be a blessing to others. I was at uh, St. Andrew's School in Carrollton a couple of weeks ago doing the, being the celebrant for their Eucharist. And uh, they have a lot of kids in that school. It's a very diverse group. And everybody comes up, but not to receive communion. Many come up like this. They want to receive a blessing. And I don't know what was going on in my mind that morning, but when the children came up like this, I would say, instead of the blessing of God Almighty, I would say, may you be a blessing to someone today. And when the teachers came up, I said, you are a blessing your children today and the looks on their faces were really interesting some startled like oh I, ne I never thought of that 
and a couple of the teachers look like finally somebody recognizes what I'm doing, that I matter. We really don't know what can be a blessing to another person. It could be a huge thing or a minor thing. Uh, this morning when I came in, there was a little boy here who gave me a gift. What a blessing that was. Uh, in July, there was a mention on the news about two brothers who had come from Sierra Leone from an orphanage from a very hard life, and they had been adopted by a family in North Carolina. And one of the boys, his name was Abraham, and it was his birthday. He had never celebrated a birthday in his entire lifetime. And they brought out the birthday cake with the candles, and he, he wept. And he said, I'm not calling it a birthday cake. I'm calling it a blessing cake. We take so much for granted. You know, think about that. You've never, ever had your birthday honored, and especially that way with a cake with candles on it. And then I think sometimes we can often misjudge somebody that we think is, you know, they, they've got it all together and they're just fine. And uh, when I was at the cathedral in Florida, there was a woman there, Dorothy, from England, uh, very, <coughs> very proper, very proper woman from England. And she always had her pearls on and very financially supportive of the music program. So I thought Dorothy was one of these kind of highfalutin type people. But she always came to the Thursday uh, noonday service. And one day we sat down and had a long chat. What Dorothy found to be a blessing in her life was that she took meals to wheels on wheels to people who were shut in. And she stayed and talked to them. She felt blessed by that opportunity to be with someone else and to listen to them. I'm sure there was another blessing going on in those occasions where the person that she visited felt blessed by what she had to say. I see in the service today that at the peace, rather than saying the peace of the Lord be with you, we are encouraged instead to say, I see the light of Christ in you. Isn't that the same really as saying you are a blessing? You are a blessing and it shows. You matter. So I think this is how the scripture stays alive for us today. What was written thousands of years ago has not changed, but we have. And we pass through these different stages of our lives, including spiritual development. We hear and we interpret scripture out of our own experience using reason and tradition in the process. We read what Jesus said. We ask questions. We discern the times in which he lived and how people were treated and how he showed love to so many people through his words and actions. And people followed him. They acted like him. And the church was formed. May we continually grow in our own lives, always building new space in our hearts, always seeking the goodness of God, you know, in the absolute for, for confession, that is in there. May the goodness of God reside in you. I notice that you use the lift every voice and sing. In that hymn, no, there's a hymn called um, Make Me a Blessing. Make me a blessing, make me a blessing. Out of my life may Jesus shine. 
Make me a blessing, O Savior, I pray. Make me a blessing to someone today. May that be our mantra, perhaps for a few weeks, when we get up in the morning. Make me a blessing to someone today.